Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1603. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up, really revved up, and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from Glenview, Illinois, Andrew Curland. Andrew Curland is a reporter and content partner for NASCAR. For the past six years, Andrew has been working alongside NASCAR, providing content for Acceleration Nation and the Kids Drive NASCAR Initiative and has participated on various NASCAR and NBC broadcasts, including the NASCAR America pre-race show. Andrew is a sophomore at Arizona State pursuing a degree in broadcast journalism. As part of his work studies on campus, he has hosted multiple radio shows, including a NASCAR talk program, and recently added a show focusing on singer-songwriters in the music industry. The show centers on sharing the stories behind the songs and the songwriting process as a podcast called Country Writers Room on Spotify. Andrew also runs his own YouTube page where he interviews racers and others in the motorsport industry. He is one busy student. And a shout out to uh, my good friend Cindy Sisson. I call her the super connector for introducing me to Andrew. She's great. We'll be back in just a moment to uh, bring Andrew up to the starting pole here. But first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. So keep yourself a seatbelt on. This is going to be a fast ride. The most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior isn't that drink your kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash. They fade the colors inside your car. And the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install. And they protect your vehicle while parked in the harsh sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles, and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options, feature an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them up a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a sunscreen for your family members and your friends. They're custom made and fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that you're sure to love. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and you've got a deal. That's Covercraft.com. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Get your sunscreen today. You'll thank me for it later. The fourth annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit saratogamotorcarauctions.org. 
There you can learn how finance partner JJ Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names. Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence, with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYAT today to get your deal. Cheers. Hey, Andrew, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, Mark, I am I'm absolutely buckled up and ready to go. Uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Great. Well, for a guy that hangs out with a lot of people who drive cars very fast, uh, you must know what it's like to be prepared. Plus, you interview so many people. You're out there uh, on the microphone. So uh, I'm hoping I'll learn a few tips and tricks from you today. But before we begin, tell our listeners one little thing that most people don't know about you. Well, you, you uh, kind of shared it in the intro. In addition to you know my heart and passion for cars and racing, I have uh, the music bug as well, so I'm very, very much into the country music world and uh, enjoy playing the guitar a little bit. You know, you got to find something to do during quarantine, so I actually picked up the guitar and started playing it. So, and it's the best when the music world and the racing world can come together. That's the absolute best. So. Uh, I've got the music book for sure. <laughs> you know, this is pretty cool. And it's funny because I just sent a note off to a past guest of mine, John Oates, from uh, the famous band back in the 80s, uh, Hall and & Oates. And of course, John's still doing tours. Unbelievable. I think he did 70 of them last year and he's 70 years old, which is hard to believe because he doesn't look like it. But he's a car guy. He's a Porsche guy. He raced cars back in the day. So yeah, cars, guitars, racing, uh, they all go together. In fact, I just got one of my good cars out the other day and picked a few tunes. I've played for a long time and I tend to not pick it up enough so maybe you can inspire me to uh, uh, pluck off a few notes here and there <laughs> to uh, <laughs> get away from my computer and relax and enjoy some music a little bit. Well listen as we continue on your journey I want to start with a success quote or a mantra some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the tires smoking a little bit here on Cars Yeah so Andrew grab the wheel. Yeah I've had this success quote or mantra 
for a long time, really since I started doing work in NASCAR in 2014. There's a driver who I will have to give credit to because I, I kind of like to steal this mantra from him because I, I feel like I relate a lot to him. Harrison Burton, a, a current NASCAR Xfinity Series driver and uh, son of Jeff Burton, has the mantra, something to prove. Uh-huh. And I have just always gravitated towards that because we're about the same age and we're both trying to work our way up into the sport. And I always feel like I have something to prove, whether that's to other people or even to myself. It's something that's been pushing me to, you know, never settle with what I currently have and, uh, you know, try and take that next step. And, you know, early on, there was a lot of proving I had to do. It wasn't, you know, people look at the success I've had now and, and figure it was just handed to me and given to me. But that was something that I had to work for. I had to prove myself to the people who credential us each race, the PR people, the drivers, and uh, fellow media members. So I've always felt like I've had something to prove and continue to have stuff to prove uh, in the NASCAR world. Very well said. I love that. Uh, I think it's great, and definitely in racing, having something to prove is key. And you think about race car drivers, I've interviewed over 350 of them now. Uh, They definitely, every weekend, they have to prove it over and over again. I mean, it never ends. And it's the same with with broadcasting, right? I mean, think about what I've done. You're my 1,603rd guest. Every time I do another show, I, I think of all the shows I've done, sometimes I dare myself to go back and listen to the first couple hundred, and I cringe a little bit because I, I was trying to figure it all out. But in broadcasting, you're trying to figure it out all the time, but on the go, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's funny that you mentioned you like to look back. Every now and then, I'll do the same. I, I, have, I still have all my YouTube videos just from the very first day, and I'll look back and think, why on earth did I ask that <laughs> stupid question or yeah. do something like that? But, you know, that was, you know, you didn't know any better. And, right. and now in hindsight, it's fun looking back. Absolutely. It's always good to look back a bit. But like racing, you really want to be looking forward to where you're going. And that's a nice segue into the next part of our talk here. And that has to do about your career and what you're doing, being a student, but also working in the field that that's where you want to go. So tell me a little bit more about what your future goals look like. Uh, Maybe we can start with what you're doing now. And we'll touch a little bit in this conversation about this crazy pandemic, the shutdown of racing. Racing is now just coming back, how that's affected you. I mean, how can you work when there's no racing going on, right? So uh, anywhere you want to go in here with your career, but maybe we start with where you want to go with all of this. Where do you see that future down that, that racetrack through the windshield? Yeah, as you mentioned in the intro, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have done some work with NASCAR and NBC uh, for their pre-race show, and, and that really was something that inspired me to go down that path. You know, when you first start out, you're like, well, I want to work in the sport, I want to be a journalist, and then you don't really have a direction on where that could go. But over time, I found that I've really love the rush of live TV. There's only one day you can do it once. And being right down on pit road, working in the stories, interacting with people face-to-face is really what has interested me the most. So to be able to work as a pit reporter on NASCAR NBC or down in the garage for NASCAR.com or even up in the turns for MRN, it's been something that has really interested me. So definitely more of the broadcast, live broadcast 
side of things uh, has really interested me in, in the future of the sport, and hopefully I can get there. There's a lot of homework that has to be done, isn't there? I mean, if you're going to be down in the pits live, you've got to know what you're talking about, who you're talking about, that all that history of those drivers and those cars and there's teams, but also the current conditions at that moment on the track. How do you keep all that straight? Yeah, I've tried to figure that out, and it takes a whole ton of prep work. Even now for some of the stuff, you know, I'm, I'm not currently reporting live on pit road, but race weekends get very, very busy, and you'll often spend an entire week working on interviews and looking at backups, and I like to look at drivers' social media and see what they're talking about and trying to find more storylines. So I there sometimes I wake up, and then all of a sudden I realize it's dinner time and I hadn't eaten anything all day. Yeah. Um, so it, it gets pretty busy, as you know. Prep work uh, is the main part of it, but to have that payoff and to have that feeling of accomplishment when you do pull it off and the prep work was all worth it is the best feeling in the world. Well, I would imagine, you know, I had, uh, I, I enjoy F1 racing and I had Will Buxton, uh, who's a pit side commentator and has been down in the, the racing pits for a long time. He was a guest back, let's see, I think it was May 2019, so almost a year ago. He just wrote a book about all his relationships with uh, the race car drivers and the challenges that they've had in their, their course. And he's one of those guys that I always liked listening to because I just go, man, how can he keep all this straight? Uh, just all the different names and the team, you know, it's, but again, it's doing your homework. Now let's talk about the fact that you're still in school, right? Yes. Okay. And do you have a graduation date coming up? No. So I'm, I'm a sophomore currently at Arizona state. So I still got, you still got a little ways to to go. go. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that has kind of been a blessing, but then also, uh, something that's hurt in the past is trying to balance this with school because they, they don't go together. Right. Luckily, in Arizona, I'm at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, so more of the stuff I do on the NASCAR side works with the curriculum since it's a journalism-based degree. Uh, and, and being in Phoenix, uh, one of the best sports cities, in my opinion, of the country, you know, it's, it's very helpful to have tons of opportunities right at your front door yeah no kidding well that is a balance now with the pandemic issues have you been able to continue your schooling yeah so schooling has been online we left i would say early march and came back for two and a half months to be online now arizona state actually announced already that we're going to be back in person for classes but with social distancing and masks required in the building so it's not going to be what we're used to but we still will be in person once we return in the fall it'll be nice to try to get back to the usual schooling i can't imagine walking around it's been a long time since i was in college but walking around with masks and having to stay away from people (laughs) that's a tough thing to do uh in any setting much less in college you know i wanted to touch a little bit on some of the current challenges that are kind of going on with NASCAR. And I typically stay away from politics here. But since we're talking NASCAR, you know, the current challenges with NASCAR's mandates regarding the Confederate flag. And then, of course, we had the big ordeal with Bubba uh, that just occurred. I wanted to ask your opinion because you're down there in the pits. You're talking with the drivers. You're you're a part of the team, really, on all the teams a little bit. Not so much your personal take on how you feel about it, but this is more about how you see these current challenges 
changes uh, affecting drivers and teams down in the pits. Can you touch on that a little bit of at least what you've observed? Yeah, and I think the first first thing I mentioned and how it's affected the sport is I really honestly think while we talk about the Confederate flag, you know, dividing and splitting certain fans, I think at least from the driver and team standpoint, it has unified everyone together. I mean, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago uh, where the A noose was found at Talladega, where it was later found it was already there, yep. um, but they didn't know it at the time. And all the drivers rallied around Bubba Wallace and pushed his car to the front of the grid. And I think what this has done is it has at least allowed the sanctioning body and the drivers within it to all gather up and send one unified message that they don't stand for racism in the sport, which has unfortunately been stereotyped as a racist sport. I, I don't believe that is the case, at least along with the with the drivers and the teams. Unfortunately, there's some fans who can display that, but that's yeah. part of what the sanctioning bodies working on now is a more progressive, more modernized version of the sport that doesn't tolerate those sorts of things. And I think while this might get rid of some fans, I think it's for the best as it's important to, to move forward as a society and as a sport this way. Sure, absolutely. And I had Willie T. Ribs as a guest on my show back in January. And uh, being a black racer and then moving into IndyCar and being one of the first ones there and then dealing with some pretty tough times for him back in the day when he was running, definitely we moved forward in a positive way, I think, in, in many respects. We can always improve. Um, and I always say, why can't we just all be nice to each other? It's it's really that simple. Yeah. But for some folks, maybe it's not that simple. And I realize there's complexities and all these other things that whirl around. But I'm glad to hear your response to that, uh, that has brought the teams together, uh, a forward-thinking process of, hey, let's get along. Let's be good. There's always going to be evil in the world. There's always going to be people that are rude and, and bigoted and indifferent. That is never going to go away, I don't think, unfortunately, but it seems to be getting better. So happy to hear that from you. If I could jump in and, and just say one more thing yes. about Bubba Wallace, too, because I realized as you were saying that Bubba Wallace has been thrown into this and, and, and kind of forced into that spotlight. And I don't know if you've seen some of the quotes he has responded, especially, but he has done a phenomenal job leading the sport and, and taking a message that love beats hate. And he has just been thrown into this spotlight and it's done a great job handling it. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to Bubba Wallace there. Well, it can't be easy. And racing is such no. a mental challenge. And to have this distraction going on and having to focus on racing, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's not, not the way a racer wants to get into a car and start doing things is having all this other stuff flying around his head. So thanks for sharing that, uh, yeah, it must be a big challenge for sure. We always ask my guests about a big challenge. Nice segue again, a big failure, uh, something in your life that's maybe pushed you a bit and made things challenging for you. I want you to take us there, take us on that journey, but more importantly, what was that lesson learned so that you can move forward in a positive way? I think there are two that come to mind, and it was there's one when I very first started. This was before we were officially credentialed or anything. And how we started basically was we would take a microphone and a camera and run through the garage and just ambush drivers as they were 
leaving their garage stall, going to their motor coach or vice versa, literally just ambushing people on the spot. Absolutely nothing official about it. And NASCAR eventually took notice and contacted us and tell, told us that we could not do that anymore. Uh-huh. We had to leave the garage. We could come. We could not come back the next day and do the same thing because we weren't officially credentialed. Uh-huh. And at the time, that was crushing because I had to go back in the stands and sit as a fan, and I had realized that I had loved telling the stories and interacting with the people in the garage, and and that was a crushing blow to have that possibility of not being able to continue anymore. Mm. And it, it was honestly, and it still is today. It's motivating when something is taken away from you, you want to go back and do it better than the time you did before. So that couple of weeks period where we were discussing getting credentialed was was a time where I really started to focus on how am I going to make this better? What is the direction I'm going to go in? And that was kind of the first hardship and lesson. And that goes to kind of right now where we're in the same position of, I am working alongside NASCAR now, luckily, but the actual content has been taken away. As you mentioned, it's hard to cover racing when there's no racing, a pandemic. And even so now it's been challenging trying to do things over Zoom remotely from one location. And, you know, it's, it's not the same as actually being at the racetrack. Once again, it's kind of been motivating to try and figure out a different way of approaching it. When the normal life that you've had has been taken away, it's probably the most motivating thing in the world to see how can I make it better? How can I turn this around right now? So I guess the challenges have been when it's been taken away from me. And and I guess the learning lesson has been how motivating it's been to come back and make it better than what it was before. You know, one thing that comes to mind here, and I I have been blown away by so many people I've talked to on the show, how they've worked around this pandemic and how they've still made things happen. But it's a lot of what you have to do down in the pits. You have to think on your feet, constantly looking around, seeing what's going on, not to mention not getting run over by any cars or or any crew members running out with a tire. I've seen some spectacular video of crew members down in the pits uh, from everything from NASCAR to Formula One to IndyCar and all this where they had to jump over tires and things. And yeah, so uh, I guess in a way, this has been an extension of what you always have to do anyway. And it's like with me, I I know what I'm going to be asking my guests, but I don't know how they're going to say it or what they're going to say. So I always say for me, podcasting is like a Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, but it's always kind of sweet. So (laughs) there there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Good answer. Well, let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. When we come back, I want to dive a little deeper into your personal passion that you have for cars. So keep the seatbelt on. We're getting the tires changed here. We're ready to go back out on the track. We'll be right back. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same, and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collector's Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. 
So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events, car shows, and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible! To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, we're back, and uh, we're back on the track, running hard here. And, uh, Andrew, I want to ask you about your personal passion for automobiles. Obviously, you must love cars because you're down there in the pits in NASCAR working with all these racers and car people. What's that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy? Well, it it all connects. Being a NASCAR guy and a car guy are are definitely – I got it at the same time. It, It has to be the first time I ever went to a race. Uh, which was down here in Chicagoland, and just to hear the 
real sound of a racing engine and to see the speeds and even walking through the garage to smell burnt rubber and, and Sunoco gasoline. It was just overall an amazing experience. And I remember specifically, we left the race about halfway through because my dad wanted to beat traffic because he was going back the next day. And I will never forget thinking, that's it? We're already leaving? Like, yeah. I want more of this. Why would we leave? <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely like the moment where I knew that this was going to be a part of my life for a long, long time. And luckily it has been. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's a great memory. I love going to vintage races, and I always get there super early. One of my favorite times at a vintage race is early in the morning as people are just pulling their cars out. They've got a cup of coffee in their hand. They're just relaxed. They're talking a little bit. It's just a wonderful time to be walking around uh, pits and paddock areas. And even at the end of the day, when everybody's over with, they're relaxed. I mean, the racing's fun, of course. That's where you go. But that personal moment that you see with people and you catch their glimpse of face, you can walk up and talk talk to them. So very, very cool. Well, I know you're a young guy, so maybe you haven't quite hit that first special car in your life, or maybe you have, but I always ask my guests, what was that first special vehicle? And maybe share a memory you have about it. So is there one for you? Well, so there is a, we have a family car that was kind of designated for me to drive, but I've not specifically purchased my first vehicle yet. So I'll, I'll have to get back to you about that. But the, the family car that we use is the Chevy Cruze, and it's actually funny. We had some other options, but it, it all goes back to NASCAR and, and how the fans are loyal and you support the sport. So we got a NASCAR manufacturer car uh, in a Chevy Cruze. And, you know, it's, I don't know, with the first kind of car that you can feel like is yours and you pick up that keys every time and take it to school, um, you know, there's a sense of freedom and, and you know, you you can bond with that car. So we still have it and we're going to get to automotive advice a little bit. I'll share a fun story with that car, but um, it's been fun to have. Oh, oh, for sure. Have you ever been able to get a ride out on the track, like in a pace car or anything like that? Have you been out on the track with anybody? Yeah, uh, a couple of times and uh, they take you out. Unfortunately, it's not in race car, but it's in one of the pace cars. So like a Ford Mustang or, or a, a Chevy Camaro, and we've hit up to about 130 miles an hour yeah, on the backstretch of Michigan. Yeah. It's probably the fastest I could say we've gone, and uh, it is a thrill ride. Well, there's not too many second seats in a NASCAR, so you, they'd have to strap you <laughs> strap you to one of the roll bars or something like that. Probably not very comfortable, uh, but maybe one of these days you'll get a chance to get into a like a road racer or something like that that has that right seat required although unused in a race car and you can experience that it's certainly fun but 130 that's fast so yeah yeah it is (laughs) now uh let me ask you this andrew if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle actually turned into a car not what you want to be but how you perceive yourself your personality as it relates to some kind of vehicle what would that be yeah you know when i saw this question i i gave it a lot of thought and there are a couple different vehicles that came through my mind and this is I think a pretty unique answer and, and also one that speaks close to home. We've been a big, big Jeep family for a long time and um, Jeep Wranglers, they're super fun to drive. But what I probably love most about them is they have this adventurous feel to them. Uh-huh. You, you know, there's, it can go off road. You can take the top off. You can take the doors off. And I, I love that kind of sense of freedom and exploration. I think, Part of that is just that um, I'm a younger guy with 
you know, lots of hopes and dreams, as I mentioned, that uh, I think a Jeep is an adventurous car. Yep. There's some new outlets that you can go and find. So I'm a big fan of driving Jeeps. So I guess if I had to turn into a Jeep, I know how it works. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, more of an adventurous car in my eyes. I like it. Great answer. Well thought through. All right. We are entering the last lap. This is a place you've been many times down there in the pits. The white flag's out. Time to put your foot into it. A lot happens on that last lap, especially in NASCAR. But I'm going to ask you for some quick blips of that Jeep Wrangler throttle as we go through this. So here we go. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes in life? Yeah, and we kind of discussed this earlier with personal mantra, but I have this knack where no matter what it is about me, I am only satisfied with what is next. Uh, Whatever yeah. past accomplishments I've had, that's great, but I'm only as good as the next one. I feel like that has kept me honest, it's kept me on my toes, and uh, it's it's definitely contributed to a lot of success. You know, you picked up something there being around race car drivers, because that's their whole thought process is yeah. once the race is done, okay, what's next? Because one week in your champ, the next week in your chump. So you've always got to be looking way <laughs> forward as to what's the next race. So perfect, perfect answer for you. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down, have a drink or a meal with any Anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would it be? You know, I've been really fortunate to have interacted with lots of current NASCAR and former drivers, but one guy that I unfortunately missed was Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. And I know there are lots of drivers who wish they could have raced against him. And, you know, you hear so much about him. I've been fortunate to create a relationship with Dale Jr. If I could sit down and and be able to talk to Dale Earnhardt and, and know what everyone else has been saying about him, that would absolutely be uh, be the guy I would I would invite to dinner. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. You know, I just had Kelly Earnhardt Miller, his daughter, as a guest oh, on yeah. my show. Yeah, she's uh, great, runs the junior motorsport racing team, of course, for Dale's son. And uh, she just wrote a great book about her relationship with her dad and her life in a racing family. I believe it's called Drive, if I got it right. Yeah, Kelly was a great guest. For uh, you or any of my listeners that missed that show, go back and find it on the Cars yeah website. Really, really have, uh, bright woman. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, Kelly is great. She She's a great businesswoman. And uh, all right, I'll have to go check that one out, Mark. Yeah, it's a great, great interview. And um, I actually uh, gave away one uh, one of the copies of her books as well that she signed for one of my listeners. So uh, if there's some future book guests, you listeners, uh, go to the website, Cars Yeah, click on the free a book button. I'll send you my filler up book and your name will be in the hat for the next giveaway. How about the best automotive advice? You touched on this earlier, so I'm curious as to what you're going to share. All right. This is kind of an embarrassing story, but uh, <laughs> I definitely live by this now. <laughs> So it's actually coming up on like a two-year anniversary of this. Okay. But uh, with this Chevy Cruze, I'd be responsible for filling it up with gas. And there was one afternoon, one very unfortunate afternoon, that I filled it up with diesel. And oh. Chevy Cruises do not take diesel. No. And it killed the engine. Oh, and uh, that was a learning lesson for yeah. sure. So yeah. I guess my best automotive advice that I learned the hard way do not put diesel in your car. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, most definitely. Absolutely. Uh, ouch. Well, I'm sorry that happened. That's, oh, I don't even want to laugh at that. That's a horrible story. So uh, You know what? It was all right because the insurance did cover it whoa. via the warranty. So oh. we actually, it was, uh, it was a slap on the wrist. 
yeah. on, which was fortunate for yeah. us yeah. because it could have been very bad. But yes, we got very lucky in that situation. Uh, absolutely. Well, how about a resource? There are so many great resources out there these days. Um, and definitely, you know what I didn't touch on is you do a podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's let's touch on that here as a resource, as a starting point. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I, I do a couple podcasts. One, as mentioned, uh, is the Country Music Writers Room one, which was one that I started up earlier in February and have recently picked it back up, you know, especially with the pandemic, you know, trying to find different things. But I've got another podcast with, it's funny you mentioned Kelly Earnhardt, with a, a friend of mine named Jason. Schultz, who's currently a producer on Door Bumper Clear and uh, Dale Jr. Download, those two podcasts. And uh, we talk all about racing from kind of two young perspectives. We're going to start having guests on the show awesome. and kind of explain the different elements of the sport that could go unnoticed, which I think has always been interesting to me. What I've tried to tell people, there's so much more to NASCAR that meets the eye. And uh, we've kind of tried sharing that through a podcast. Kind of a behind-the-garage-door uh, view of NASCAR. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to those. Uh, how about a book you've read, Andrew? Is there a book you'd like to share? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Marty Smith. And uh, he's like, if you, people ask me, who do you want to be like when you grow up? There's two people that come to mind, and one of them is Marty Smith. And he recently wrote a phenomenal book called Never Settle. And even if you're not looking to be a journalist and you just want great life advice and to be a better person all around. That is the book you read. He touches up on all sports, his personal life, a little bit of racing too. Um, it is phenomenal. So never settle by Marty Smith. I would highly recommend. Awesome. I'll make sure I put that on Andrew Shona's page. Also listeners, you know this, but uh, for those of you maybe new, there's a great place in the Cars yeah website called guest recommended books. It's under the resource tab. There's over 1600 books listed there by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. And I've made it really easy for you. you just click, takes you right to Amazon and you buy. So uh, check it out. Never settle. I'll have to get my hands on that for sure. Uh, also remind you listeners, uh, get your hands on Kelly Earnhardt's book. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I'll put a link to that. That as well. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Andrew. And uh, this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car that exists out there. It doesn't matter what it is or who owns it, but I'm going to park it in your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game. You you have to drive it. You have to enjoy it. No garage queens allowed. Uh, you can't sell it to fund the rest of your schooling. That little trick's off the table. But it's the only cool collector fun car that you can have. So if you only had one in the garage that ticked all the boxes, what would it be? Oh, man, you know, this was definitely, I know you said this, this, this is a tough question yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's got to check all the boxes. There are two that come to mind, and I'm going to have to figure out which one. I've always been a big fan of GM and, you know, the Chevrolets. And yep. every year I would go to the auto show here in Chicago, and, and the first place I would go to is, is to see what that new Corvette looks like. Yeah. And to have one of those new Corvettes would be... <laughs> Really cool. You know, people like to talk about the old vintage Corvettes, but I think the new ones look really, really cool and sporty. And uh, to be able to drive a nice bright red one around and, you know, it might not be the most practical, but, you know, hey, we're talking dream cars here. So I might have to go with uh, with the Corvette and the newer Corvette Stingray and uh, 
and go from there. Okay. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they're really, really great. I just had a guest on my show who is the uh, director of the Corvette Museum, uh, which is pretty cool. They just reopened, which is kind of fun. So, and you can go across the street and tour the, the facility where they build those of Bowling Green. So, yeah, that new Corvette is pretty darn cool. I think it looks great, yeah. I saw one in person last year at Laguna Seca uh, before they were releasing them to the public. And, you know, to me, it looked like a Ferrari. I mean, it was just yeah, really, really well done. And that's a, a, a big compliment. They took a bold step there. That's for sure by putting that engine in the, the middle, but I, it's going to be a big success. So now do you have a particular color you'd like that Corvette to be so I can get you the right one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, if we're, if we're talking seriously, I'm expecting for it to show up in a, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've always been a big fan of red. So, right. you know, yeah. a bright, uh, you know, a nice bright red Corvette. Yep. That would be perfect. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I don't know if I can get it to you in a minute. You're a little ways away from me uh, over there in Illinois, but uh, I'll drive it across from uh, from the Pacific Northwest <laughs> and enjoy a little bit of a drive and then pull up in your driveway. How does that sound? Definitely. Okay. And if colors, colors an issue, I'm not very picky. All okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would think not if you're getting a free Corvette. Well, listen, Andrew, yeah. you've taken me on a fun ride. This has been great. Really appreciate you sharing your journey. Wish you the best success as you move forward and, and uh, across your career. So fantastic that you're doing what you love at this point in your life i mean couldn't be better you figured out the secret sauce at a very young age takes a lot of us a lot of years to figure that out so kudos to you my friend before i let you go though could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that new corvette yeah well i guess you know it all comes back down to the pandemic and i know you've experienced it and everyone else has experienced it and, and sometimes you can feel like you're all alone in, in terms of you're not you yourself are not doing enough to uh supplement what's going on in this pandemic but then every now and then at least for me i got to take a step back and realize that everyone's going through this together and yeah. and when that's the case you know it, it makes you feel a little better that you know you're not the only one who's going through this and uh we will all get through it and hopefully get back to the normal life that we've been living. So uh, that's that's uh, that's my parting thoughts on this right now during a time where everything's a little bit more uncertain. Well said. And I'll add to that. You know what? Reach out to people on the phone or try your hand at Skyping like I do every day or Zoom. Uh, reach out to people because just seeing somebody, even on a computer screen, if you can't go see them, family members, friends. I've had some friends reach out to me just out of the blue saying, how are you today? And then just be a good listener, just like people like Andrew and I try to be good listeners when we're interviewing people. Uh, so take a moment in time, pick a friend, maybe one every day to reach out to uh, and let them know you're thinking about them. It goes a long way in these kind of isolating times that we're having to live in. Hey, what's the best way for people to follow along and keep up with you, Andrew? Yeah, the best way is I'm, I'm big. I post everything on Twitter, so you can follow me at Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter. And then also on YouTube, just search my name. It'll show up. And uh, that's where I post all the full interviews. And you can look back and, and look at some of the fun videos that we've done. Uh, we were talking before the show started uh, with Bubba Wallace. It's coming up on, oh, well, it's a little bit over a year ago that we put a blindfold on him and, and had him guess certain objects that were in his hands. And yeah, tons fun. of bit fun videos like that. That's the thing. I like to... Almost when we get to the drivers, stay away from racing and have some fun. So if you want to catch the personality of these NASCAR drivers, uh, the YouTube page is definitely a good place to go. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to those on Andrew's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Andrew Kurland, K-U-R. 
L-A-N-D, and that page will pop up. Try to keep up with this young man. You're going to have to put your running shoes on or get your slicks on because he's moving fast. So, uh, <laughs> But he'll provide you with some really wonderful content. And again, a nice shout out to my good friend, Cindy Sisson, the super connector for putting us together today, Andrew. She connects me with some of the greatest people in racing and the motorsport world and automotive as well. Andrew, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with my listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. This has been a, a real fun show, and uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much. Stay healthy, stay safe, my friend, and hopefully our paths will cross down on the pits one day at an NASCAR race. That would be fun. Absolutely. Let me know when you're at a race, and uh, and we'll try and, and coordinate it. There you go. Take care. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!